Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. My website is sacredspacehealing.org, that's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and my healing work is focused on life purpose work, core wound healing, sacred union work and transformational calls. That's sacredspacehealing.org. So first of all, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who listens to these podcasts and sends me such lovely messages um, and feedback. It's um, it's so beautiful to receive that feedback. Uh, I never really know if one person is listening or, you know, a hundred, um, but it's kind of in some ways irrelevant because it's the intention has always been to to reach those that are looking for inspiration or assistance in some way. Um, so thank you for all your feedback. It's great. Um, it keeps the fires burning and it inspires me to create more podcasts. And for those of you that have asked uh, how you can support the work, uh, all of the work, all of the podcasts and the YouTube clips are free and they take up a lot of my time and my energy. So it's very kind of you to ask how you can um, repay that in some way. And, um, there is a donate button on the website. So if you go to sacredspacehealing.org and if you click on the home tab, there'll be a drop down menu. And one of the pages on that is a donate page and you can donate as little or as much as you feel you would like to, to say thank you in some way. And all donations are gratefully received and they will go back into the work into, you know, hosting the pods, um, the podcasts, um, the hosting the website, all of that kind of admin stuff that um, we never really realize goes into reaching people and um, putting the work out there. So the website is sacredspacehealing.org. Um, today's podcast is focused on life purpose or life mission. So there's a couple of podcasts out there that are on the life purpose program and I'm sure there's a podcast out there somewhere on, on life purpose um, and the Life Purpose Program is a body of work that I offer that is six sessions completely bespoke, so 100% created um, from scratch for whoever comes to see me, um, completely geared towards aligning them with their life purpose and their life mission using shamanic ritual, meditation, guided meditations, um, creative practices, um, and, and any other, uh, tools that are, um, relevant for them at this time. It really depends where people are at. Um, and it's work that the life purpose program is a, is a body of work that I've created. It's my, it's my own guidance from, uh, my higher self from source to, to assist and to align those that are seeking to, deliver more really um to the planet at this time and i talk about life purpose quite a lot in the sacred union sessions um and in, even in the core wound work or some of the transformation calls but i just wanted to focus this podcast a little bit on on you know what is life purpose what is life mission and what, what do we mean by that so um and i'm sure i've covered this before but i'm just going to put it out there you know for me um life purpose life mission is it's about uh, fulfilling our contract, fulfilling our agreement for why we came here. You know, why did we choose to incarnate on planet Earth at this time? And why did we choose to be born in the family that we were born into, the body that we were born into, the particular circumstances that we were born into? You know, why did we make that soul contract? Now, some people don't believe that that we did do that. You know, some people will say that it's it's all a happy coincidence. 
um, and that we're, we're sort of victims of fate and we make the best of it that we can. And I can't offer evidence to say otherwise other than to just offer what feels like a belief system for me and, and has always been a belief system for me, you know, as, as far back as I can remember or trace back. I've always felt that I was here for a reason. Um, and I've told the story before, I'm sure, in podcasts, and I certainly have told it in my journey to Reiki and to healing and, and to my students in that I reached a point in my life around about 2000 and uh, probably seven or eight um, when I attuned to, to Reiki where I just felt that I, I was at a loss as to why I was here and I, and I, I put a prayer out to the universe and I, I wasn't, I didn't really have a huge belief system in, in anything really. I was an atheist for a very long time, although um, I had a belief in something, but I don't think I, I called it a name. So I put a prayer out to the universe one day and I, and I said, show me why I'm here. And I woke up the next morning and I had the word Reiki in my head going round over and over. And I didn't know what Reiki meant. I'd never heard of it. And when I Googled it and did my research into it, it suddenly felt right. It felt like a calling. And I, I remember that previously I'd seen, I mean, it was, this was, you know, Reiki wasn't as prevalent or even as mainstream as it is now back in the day, you know, 10 years ago. But um, I remember that when things like hot stone massage and Reiki was being offered or energy healing was being offered, I, I dismissed it as a con. You know, I, I thought it was ridiculous that someone would wave their hands over you and then charge you money. And yet when I had this word going around in my head and then I Googled it and I looked up what it meant, it all suddenly seemed to make sense to me. And it felt like a very strong calling that this is what I was here to do. And then when I had my very first Reiki attunement and my Reiki master was showing me how to read auras and send energy, I felt like I'd come home. I felt like every bit of who I was suddenly made sense. You know, my sensitivities, my ability to sense things, the dreams that I would have, my sense of knowing, it all suddenly made sense and I didn't have to drown it out anymore. I didn't have to run away from it anymore because I'd found a name for it. You know, I'd, I'd found a, 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 someone else that was just as crazy as me, my Reiki master. And that was a, an incredibly profound experience for me. It, it, was, it was a type of coming home. And over the years, I've had various coming homes, you know, the, the coming homes with shamanism and drumming and um, coming homes with the healing work that I've offered and then the evolving of the healing work, you know, I, I can say now very honestly that when I do the core wound work or the life purpose work or the transformation calls with clients, it's such a feeling of coming home, of ease, of grace, of, um, of peace in me. Um, and I've recently put some podcasts out there on the meat industry and vegetarianism and veganism. And it, it's still something that I'm moving into. It's still something that I'm doing my best to, to align with. But I found a sense of peace when I decided that I didn't want to be part of the cruelty to the, to the animal kingdom anymore, that I didn't want to buy into mass manipulation, that the, there is such a thing as humane slaughter, and that I chose to abstain from meat and from animal produce in my life. And that's, that's been a journey for the last 20 odd years, you know, 
I gave up dairy in around 2002. So it's not been, um, it's not been something that haven't happened overnight. There've been sort of steady realizations. And I'm quite amazed that I was so slow to, to wake up to this as a realization. But when I had the realization, it felt like, um, it just made total sense of everything that I believe in, in terms of fighting for the underdog and uh, liberation and helping those that are oppressed and in pain in some way. It made sense of who I was. How could I possibly say that this is the work that I do and this is what I stand for and then eat meat, you know, um, take part in, in this lie that we're being fed. And so the, the purpose of this ramble really is to share with you my understandings of what it means to stumble upon or to align with life purpose in that everything starts to make sense everything that we've experienced in our lives every beautiful thing and every difficult painful thing that's happened to us starts to make sense when we align with our life purpose we suddenly realize that all those years we've been in training we've been in training so we can percolate and we can assimilate and we can integrate our medicine or our song for the world and what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, what is our gift for the world? So I can look back on my life and know that the experiences in my life, both painful and beautiful, mean that I'm in the position to help the people that I help on a daily basis. And that some of the, some of the truly painful things that I've held space for in healing sessions for clients, I wouldn't have been able to hold space for them if it hadn't been for the experiences that I've had. Um, and I've often worked with clients who have felt so desperate that there was nowhere else that they could go and they come to me as a last resort. And I'm not saying that I'm a miracle worker. It's not my place to make claims like that. A healer is always recognized as a healer by their community rather than themselves. But I feel that the reason why there's been such a strong success rate with people like that is because of the things that I experienced in my life. And therefore it shows me that as I step into my life purpose or an aspect of my life purpose, that my experiences were all preparing me for my purpose, for what it is that I'm here to do. And therefore, my understanding is that, well, my soul chose to have those experiences so I could fulfill what it is that I came here to do. And along the way, I didn't have to keep having those experiences again and again, right? You know, repeated patterns of behavior, programming, and all of those things get in the way. Um, we get taken off track we probably really in terms of a soul's growth just need to have an experience once in order to learn the lesson of it but there's many reasons why we don't learn the lesson of an experience and some of those reasons are outside of our remit it's not that we're slow or we can't pick up it's because of the environment that we're in or our parenting or you know the 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 culture that we're in or or other things that get in the way like addictions and um programming really in in and that happens in many different ways so for me, life purpose then is about lining up with the truth of who you are. And there is a, a stillness and a grace to life purpose. There's a knowing. There doesn't have to be any bells and whistles. We don't have to shout it from the rooftops. We don't need social media and selfies. We don't need accolades or awards. We're happy to align and perform our purpose, our mission, even if no one recognizes it, even if only one person ever recognizes it. So sometimes a really good indicator of how aligned we are 
is how much we're seeking validation. Um, how much we're advertising ourselves, how much we're promoting ourselves. And I don't mean that in order to be in alignment with our life purpose, we have to be hermits. I just mean that there is a difference between putting the word out and putting the word out so we can get applause, so we can get the spotlight. So it's often a very good indicator that if we're living our life in the spotlight, craving the spotlight, craving attention, we're not really living our life purpose. We're living our idea of what a life purpose should be. It's quite an interesting thing in that um, I, I used to see it in, in the journeying workshops that I would lead on uh, power animals. And without a doubt, everyone, when they would journey to meet with their power animal, would want their power animal to be something cool and sexy, you know, They'd want their power animal to be a tiger or a lion or a panther or, you know, an eagle or something sexy, right? And then invariably in a circle, you would have one or two people who would, they would journey to meet with their power animal and they would come back and they would not even want to voice, you know, what they'd experienced because they'd be ashamed of their power animal. They'd be ashamed that they got a badger or a fox or a squirrel or... um a small bird because they, they felt that they, they somehow it wasn't sexy enough, right? It didn't have enough noise around it. Um, and yet there was such potency in the medicine of the animals that they will have connected to. And that actually when they researched their animals, they discovered that they were, they were, they had met the most perfect power animal for them at that time. And I think it's a very familiar, similar thing with, um, with life purpose is, is that there is this desire in all of us probably, but uh, even more so as spirituality becomes so mainstream and so popular and so celeb status really. You know, these days you have healers that are healers to celebrities and suddenly that makes them a good healer. I'm not quite sure why being a healer to a celebrity makes you a better healer than a healer who isn't a healer to celebrities, but that's the world that we live in right now. So there's a, there is this idea that we're only living our life purpose when we're featured in a magazine or we've got our own YouTube channel or, you know, we are the next whoever. And that's not what life purpose is about. And the greats that we sometimes wish to emulate, you know, those who feel that they're the next Christ or they're the next Martin Luther King or the next Mandela or the next whatever, seem to forget that these people who were Jesus, Martin Luther King and Mandela didn't go into it to be famous. <laughs> they, they didn't have a template. They weren't saying, oh, I want to be like... They were just following their fire and their passion and their belief that they were here to do something and they were here to make a change in the world. But their belief was so strong that nothing was going to get in the way of that. So, of course, they were going to you know, do what it, what it would take to get the word out there because of their belief in their mission rather than in the desire for, pub, for, for publicity and for celebrity status. And I think what's happened is that we've forgotten that it is the fire of belief in one's purpose that pulls us forward, not the celebrity status, not the accolades, not the applause. And we're seeking the applause and the accolades at detriment to what is my actual purpose, what am I actually here to do? And I hear this a lot 
with clients in that there is an idea of what it is that one is here to do. And then what comes in straight away is, but how will I make money from that? Or um, how will I get recognized for doing that? Um, Or how will I even make it happen? And I think all of those in some ways are valid questions to have. And then they're all equally valid to dismiss. You know, how will I make money for it? The greats that we look up to weren't asking, how will I make money from this? I mean, do we honestly think that Mandela spent as many years as he spent in prison because he was seeking notoriety or he thought he would make money out of it? Maybe he did have a vision. Maybe he did sacrifice his freedom because he believed that on the other side of it, there would be a greater good for him. But maybe not. You know, maybe he, maybe he wasn't being that uh, Machiavellian about it. You know, do we honestly believe that if we, if, we, if we adhere to the story of Christ, that Christ said, yeah, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get myself on that cross I'm going to crucify my, get myself crucified because there's going to be a big crowd out there. And then when I'm gone, oh boy, am I going to be famous. I mean, was that the reason he was doing it for? Or was he doing it because, if we follow the mythology, because he knew not only was this part of his life purpose, but he also knew that in his passing, his message would then spread like wildfire. So it was, it was part of his mission. And it was a sacrifice that he needed to make in order for his mission to be fulfilled. You know, the sacrifice that Mandela made in order for his mission to be fulfilled. Um, I think we're forgetting that the, our greats made these sacrifices in order for their missions to be fulfilled. And that often they gained press and notoriety through their sacrifice. These days it's so easy to gain press and, to gain press and notoriety that there is no sacrifice. Um, well, we say that our sacrifice is the hours that we spent creating a YouTube video, but that ain't no sacrifice. So it's, it is a, it's a fascinating thing. And I think it's, um, these are the questions that we need to ask ourselves if we feel, you know, how will I do, how will I do this thing that no one's ever done before? Well, that's a really good indicator that you're onto something really potent, that you're going to create it, that you're going to create something new. Now I see people create, I, I created YouTube videos, um, years back I think I did my my first one in 2013 or 14 and I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I basically just did it on my laptop and I've always stayed the same I've always just done it on my laptop and kept it really simple and I'm not I've not ever edited it and it's always been in one take and then I watch people make YouTube clips now and they've got their camera and their tripod and they've got someone behind the camera and then they've got someone editing it and someone doing the music and they're doing their hair and their makeup and I just think wow like where is the truth of this? Where is the message behind this? I, I just want the truth. I don't care if it's just you and your camera or you and your phone in your front room with a lamp for lighting. I don't care. What I care about is the truth of your message, is the truth of your mission, is the truth of your life purpose, not the, the, the bells and whistles. And we're buying into the bells and whistles and forgetting what it is that we're here to do. So I say all that because I feel that I often hear from people when they talk about their life purpose, the bells and whistles. Oh, I'm here to save people. I'm here to help people. I'm here to heal. And then I ask, well, how are you going to do that? And I get given the bells and whistles. I'll open my own center. I'll, I'll do this. I'll write a book. I'll run workshops. I'm going to do stuff on sacred sexuality. And I'm just hearing blah, blah, blah. I'm not hearing what is your medicine? What is it that you are here to do? 
How is it going to be unique to you? I'm just hearing a bandwagon that people seem to be jumping on feeling, oh, that's my life mission too. And I think sometimes in the process of discovering what our life purpose is, we do jump on bandwagons because they are awakenings for us. But then we formulate our own medicine, hopefully, along the way. So why is life purpose so important? I think it's so important because once we are aligned with what it is that we're here to do, that gives us great joy. It gives us fulfillment. It gives us contentment. It gives us peace. It gives us grace. And once we're in those feeling states, we start to attract to us more of the same. And most importantly, we attract to us our tribe. We attract to us those that are also at that vibration and at that mission. And in amongst all of that is the beautiful synchronicity of sacred union. We attract into that energetic sphere our beloved. The one, our divine counterpart, the one that is going to meet us in that space and assist us. And that is the most important element when it comes to sacred union. Twin flames, twin souls, soulmates, you know, those unions that are above every other union. And I, by above, I mean that they are of something greater than we're just having a good time. And the greater that they are of is we are here to be of service together. We are bound by being of service together. And some will argue, and I think this is very 1970s, this is very kind of flower power. Some will argue that, well, we are of service because our love raises the vibration of the planet. And as we come together, we raise the vibration of the planet because we're, we're in love and we spread love. And I think that worked once. You know, I think that worked in the 70s. That worked in our flower power generation where we could all sit around getting stoned and, and talking about free love. But I don't think it works now. I think we have to move to the next level, which is that our love is love in action. That our love gives us the strength to do good in the world, to help those that need our assistance in the world, to change the society that we live in, to be activists, to be love activists. And that is more than just going on a march and waving a banner. It is dedicating our lives to doing something that raises the vibration, that assists others. And I think often what people feel is, and this is because they're normally in soulmate relationships, they feel like, oh, we're having a great time. We get on really well. This person's easy to be with. And our love means that we can go on a, on a march every now and then, or we can support a charity, or we can you know, help out at a soup kitchen once a year. But that's not good enough and that's not being of service and that's not being aligned with your life purpose. Because when you're aligned with your life purpose, it isn't something that you do at the weekends or, you know, once a year. It's something that you live and breathe every second of every day. It is what gets you out of bed in the morning and it's what stops you from sleeping sometimes because there's that project to complete. It's what inspires your conversations. It's the light that you look for in another it will be the glue of your union with your beloved. The glue won't be sex, it won't be alcohol, it won't be drugs, it won't be fun times. The glue will be your passion, your desire for this mission, whatever it is. And you can't fake that glue. You can't tag it on because it has to come from that place of truth, that real fire in you. So life purpose is so important because it really, once we line up with it, the money comes. Once we line up with it, the tribe comes, the, the beloved comes, the opportunities come. And yeah, probably the, the, the notoriety and the fame may come, but it may not. But you know what? We don't really care because we're already filled with that 
sense of joy and peace and accomplishment, that these worldly things become less important. We are in the world, but not of the world. And that's when we have reached gnosis, true knowing of self, and through knowing of self, knowing of God, knowing of spirit. And gnosis is what allows us, propels us to be of service in the world, truly of service in the world. I think life purpose is a fascinating topic and I could talk about it for quite some time because there's many tangents to it, but this is just to awaken something in you to to start that dialogue, that questioning in you. If you're interested in life purpose work and diving deeper, then please check out the website sacredspacehealing.org. The life purpose program is a is part of my life mission. It's part of what I'm here to do. I'm here to awaken. I'm here to shine a light on that which people don't often want to look at. I'm here to realign. I'm here to plant seeds. And the life purpose work is all of my power and all of my passion and all of my joy and love um, all wrapped into a body of work to assist. So it's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you may be on your journey, I wish you much joy and love and truth. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.